the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Have you you ever thought about the words, well, we got to do something? That hardly ever ends well. I mean, seriously. Well, we've got to do something that, well, it just, it just, hardly ever ends well. And that's basically what our federal government did when this whole pandemic thing began to hit. Well, we got to do something. Uh now, uh I will I'll just say this. And I've said this on my program over and over again. My listeners have heard it till they're probably sick of it. But when we get through this whole COVID thing, and who knows when that's going to be? You know, we were told, you know, just five weeks to flatten the curve, 15 days to flatten the curve. Uh Yeah, how'd that work out? Um, I don't know, but, you know, it could be another year, maybe two years. I don't know. When we get on the other side of this, we're going to look back and we're going to realize almost everything we were told was not true. Now, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm not. And I am certainly not implying that COVID is a hoax and it doesn't exist. Oh, yes, it does. It's very serious. My wife and I have lost several friends, close friends, who have died with COVID. So I'm not making light of it in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, almost everything we have been told has been wrong. And the response of the federal government, in many cases, and this goes partially back to the Trump administration, well, we got to do something. And so $3.4 trillion in pandemic benefits have been approved by Congress. Some under President Trump, most of it under President Biden, $3.4 trillion. And the attitude was, well, we got to do something. We got to do it fast. We got to do it fast. We got to get money out. Just just send out checks. Well, to who? Anybody, everybody, send them out. We got to get checks in people's pockets and unemployment. We've got to pad unemployment and on and on and on and on and on. Are you ready for this? Maybe you've already heard it. The Secret Service of the United States has concluded that at least $100 billion has been stolen from COVID-19 relief programs. Can I repeat that? 
$100 billion has been stolen by individuals and businesses from COVID-19 relief programs. This is the accounting of the Secret Service. This came out just yesterday. Quote, the estimate of theft comes from Secret Service cases and data collected by the Department of Labor and the Small Business Administration. In other words, the $100 billion is the amount of theft from COVID-19 relief programs that we're aware of, that we know about. Mm. Uh, Roy Dotson, the National Pandemic Fraud Recovery Coordinator with the Secret Service, told the Associated Press in an interview that the amount stolen from the total $3.4 trillion in pandemic benefits approved by Congress shows, and now I'm quoting, the sheer size of the pot is enticing to the criminals. Uh, Most of the stolen funds were taken through unemployment fraud. Statistics from the Labor Department show about $87 billion in unemployment benefits could have been paid wrongly, mostly because of fraud. Well, have they recovered any? A little bit. They estimate that over $100 billion has been stolen. The Secret Service says it has seized $1.2 billion out of 100. They have seized $1.2 billion in the course of its investigations into unemployment insurance and loan fraud and has returned more than $2.3 billion in stolen funds by working with financial partners and so forth. So, in other words, out of $100 billion that we know was stolen, the United States has returned or recovered approximately $3.5 billion. Out of $100 billion missing, stolen, fraudulently taken, We've recovered about mm, about three and a half billion out of one hundred. Uh, thousands and thousands and thousands were involved in this fraud. One hundred fifty have been prosecuted. Wow. Um, but. The federal government said, we got to do something. we got to do something. Well, they did something. And $100 billion was stolen. Just mind-boggling figures. And again, a reminder of the gross, sadly, and I mean, and I mean this sadly, the gross inefficiency of our federal government. Um, Indeed sad. Indeed. Uh, All right. We're going to go back to the phones. And before the break, we're going to go to Frank in Columbus, Ohio. Frank, welcome. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Thanks for calling. Hey, Bob, we're going to make this quick in uh, Hale, Michigan. Um, Anyways, um, 
Anyways, Merry Christmas, everybody that's listening. So, Bob, you you know, first off, 3%. Woo, they got a whopping 3% back. A lot of that money went out of the country, too, by the way, overseas. It was it was um, fraudulently exercised from the country. Wouldn't, and you know would, what? Would that, not that, be a that, surprise. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it would not be a surprise and, and that, that at all. No, and, and you know what? That's your money, my money. That's everybody's money. It's not the federal government's money. And, you know, it's funny how they, you know, Free money. We're gonna. We're the federal government's gonna help you. That's all government. It's all taxpayer money. But they right. don't care about the taxpayer and the money. We'll just get more from the taxpayer. So you know, the, the federal government's good at fraud, waste, and abuse. We'll just leave it at that. And I know that firsthand. So, um, real quickly, I wanted to touch on the COVID thing. You know, um, I listened to 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 uh, Mr. Biden. I'll call him Mr. Biden. I'll be nice about it. I won't call him Mr. Brandon. But I just did. No, thank anyway, you. Um, no, don't, don't. I uh, I do so, not approve yeah. of that. I don't. Okay, but go ahead. And I didn't do it. I didn't do the whole thing. Anyways, so anyways, um, I, you know, I listen to him, and I, you know, all this is fear mongering again. And you talk about when this ends. As long as they can come up with another variant and pull a name out of a hat, this is never going to end because this is what. You know, I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist either, but it's not going to end because they got control of everybody. I, I look at the fear in people that are wearing a mask again. You know, I mean, driving in their car, as long as they keep people in fear, they can do what they want and, and lose money like that. And, and who knows where that money really went? You know, who knows? I don't trust anybody in any government organization anymore because the whole system's corrupted. But anyways, real quickly, what I really called about is New York, and I don't know. Well, if you, you got to hurry. We got there. about we got about okay. thirty well, seconds. Okay, New York. There, there's a bill that where they can put they can pick you up if you're a health hazard and put you in a camp, basically, and they can force on you medications. And then I think COVID, but the forced medications would be forcing vaccines. You know, sort of like Germany's going to do, Austria and Australia. Yeah, I told you it's coming here and it's coming. And All there's right. a bill that's eight. Anyways, uh, all right, Frank. That, yeah, I, I yep. gotta, I gotta go. All right, thanks, Frank. I Appreciate it. And go blue. Yep. <laughs> uh, to our listeners who do not know Frank, there is a, the huge rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan, and Frank lives here in Columbus, Ohio, but he's a fan of Michigan. But to show pure grace, I allow him on the air. All right, we do need to take the final break of the hour. And then we'll be back. Uh, this last, well, I don't know whether it'll be the last story, but going to deal with this when we get back. A uh, kind of left-wing journalist secretly joined a far-right group of moms. And uh, what she found was, well, she thought, shocking. Yeah, it's fascinating. I'll share it with you when we come back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. It is hard to exaggerate the importance of perspective. Because depending on your perspective, you often will find what you want to find, or what you think you will find rather than the truth. 
I have an I have an article in front of me that is just fascinating. The uh, headline: I joined a far right group of moms. What I witnessed was frightening. The article is written by uh, Phoebe Cohen. Uh, she is uh, left leaning. She's a journalist. She's worked in the Peace Corps. Uh, she her work has been featured in Graphic Medicine, uh, numerous magazines, etc., etc., etc. But she identifies herself as left leaning politically and ideologically, and she says that she was troubled by conservative parents, particularly mothers, who were showing up to school board meetings. Yeah, she was concerned. So she decided she would infiltrate secretly one of these conservative mom groups. And she says what she found was frightening. Let me share with you quickly, because we're going to run out of time. What she finds frightening. She said, look out for the trigger words, the woman says. She's perched on a chair in the front of the room. She's well-dressed, yet funky, with elegant boots, a demure sweater, and some colorful jewelry. Equality, diversity, inclusion, marginalization. These words are CR2. CRT, pardon me. These words are CRT. If you see these words in your kids' homework, you need to speak out. Uh, Yeah, I agree. But this left-leaning journalist finds that frightening that parents would actually be concerned about words like equality, diversity, inclusion, and marginalization. She goes on. There are about 20 of us in the group. We're all maskless, all apparently white, mostly women, and all on the younger side. And then she goes on again. I don't have time to read a whole lot of it. She said, listen to this. She finds this very troubling. On the wall by the door of our seminar room is a sign. It says, quote, children should be heard, respected, Encouraged, loved, appreciated, guided with compassion, given freedom to learn without coercion. And then she adds this. What exactly the last phrase means is ominously vague. Again. It reads, children should be heard, respected, encouraged, loved, appreciated, guided with compassion, given freedom to learn without coercion. She finds that ominously vague. What, you mean the children should learn without coercion? And then get this, and I quote, For several years now, I have been worried about the increasing right-wing views that I have noticed in my demographic, white suburban women. Before 2016, anybody know what happened in 2016? An election. Hmm. Do you remember who was elected? Yeah, she says. Before 2016, I was thought of Nazis 
as mainly historical villains that belonged in Indiana Jones movies or old newsreels or the sad stories my grandfather told me. Now, however, as the last Holocaust survivors are dying, I am aware that fascism is creeping back into the world at large in terrifying ways. Now, again, this is a nine-page editorial about her secret intrusion into this mom's group. Now, why are the moms meeting? They're concerned about the education of their kids. They're concerned about communism coming in. They're concerned about critical race theory. They're concerned that their children are being taught far left-wing ideology, and they want to do something about it because they're public schools. So they meet together, and they put together strategy for the next election. School board members, how do they peacefully bring about change in public schools? There is not one word about anything violent, and yet this woman equates concerned, conservative women to Nazis and fascism simply because these parents, particularly these mothers, actually want a voice in their child's education. And they're showing up for the first time in school board meetings and actually questioning school boards about what their children are being taught. I think that's very wise. I think that's commendable. I think it's great. I think it is a movement that is growing across America. Parents are beginning to rise up saying, we didn't know this is what our children are being taught, and we don't like it. This woman, however, finds the participation of parents in, ac- in education as frightening and fascist. Wow. Hey, wish we had more time. Have a great evening, folks. Thanks for joining me. But please remember whose you are. Listen, listen, think, think, discern. discern. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.